0: whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock you can always use some helpful advice blaine's farm and fleet's got you covered with great info and products to help raise healthy birds in store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days
1: this is the midwest farm report from field to And thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. I'm Stephanie Hoff filling in for farm director Pam Yankee. It was almost hot this morning when I was making my way into work. You never expect it to be in the mid 70s when the stars are out. And it looks like today will be the dare I say it last summer day. Literally the first day of fall is tomorrow. And that's also when we're going to start seeing daytime highs in the 60s and 50s for the foreseeable forecast. Luckily, Stu Muck will join us this morning with an extended look at the weather and to see if there's any precipitation potential as we close out September. We've got a great show lined up for today. We'll take a look at what auctioneers are seeing in terms of price trends. We're also checking in with the Minnesota Group that's offering farmers cash to help save the wolf population. Stay tuned for that. Markets and more all coming your way.
2: the Young
4: Farmer and Agriculturist program is for our younger Farm Bureau members up to 35 years of age, and that is where a lot of our contests take place, which was something that I had the opportunity to do through the discussion meet, as well as achievement. It's a program you should really look into. WFBF.com. It opened up opportunities for me.
3: A voice for farmers. A vision for
5: agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information.
0: Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit
1: MidwestFarmReport.com. When pheasants and dairy get together, it doesn't just result in a soup or a casserole. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Carrie, you have a story for us on how a pheasant and a dairy organization are coming together, and
6: it has nothing to do with food necessarily. Pheasants Forever isn't just about hunting, and the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin isn't just about milking cows. Recently, these two organizations have developed a partnership promoting conservation and sustainability that also makes sense to a farmer's bottom line. From the southern end of the longest barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess. I got the chance to talk with Josh Bendorf, Precision Ag Specialist with Pheasants Forever about his job and how he works with farmers during the ACE event hosted by PDPW at Dale Dairy near Watertown.
7: My job title is as a Precision Ag and Conservation Specialist and what I do is really, you know, work as a conservationist, you know, helping farmers to find conservation solutions that fit their farm, but doing it in a way that, you know, takes economics into account. So using, you know, Precision Ag, using that yield monitor data, do a subfield analysis, try to find areas of the farm that aren't making a profit or low profit in current management, and see what we can do differently to help the farmer improve their bottom line, but also do something great from a conservation standpoint.
6: I think it's interesting that in the past, conservation groups like Pheasants Forever and farmers weren't always best buddies, right? There's always adversarial relationships there, but we've really gone far to recreate that relationship between conservation and farmers. Is that something you're seeing?
7: Yeah, and I think being invited to speak at a meeting like this tonight, I think really goes to show that we've developed some great partnerships in the ag industry, PDPW and other groups. And we're, we're building those relationships over time. And I think really just being there for the farmers, listening to the farmers and learning from the farmers. I've learned so much from the farmers in the year plus that I've been on with Pheasants Forever. You know, we have the producer-led watershed groups here in Wisconsin. You know, a lot of farmers are already doing great conservation practice. So we learn from each other. I think when you open your mind, and talk to the farmers and learn from them, that really speaks volumes. That you know, I'm not just coming in telling you everything that you need to know. You know your farm better than I do. And so, lis- listening as much as speaking.
6: In your talk tonight, you talked a little bit about sustainability and the two different things that it means. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
7: Yeah, so what I was talking about was sustainability from an economic and environmental standpoint, and that kind of comes back to the precision ag side of things. You know, conservation, you know, we're thinking of, you know, environmental sustainability. Good habitat for wildlife, soil health, water quality, clean air but that need, it needs to fit the farm. I mean, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, some practices will work on one farm, but they might not work on another farm, or they'll work differently. Or, you know, a farmer has a different, different goal. You know, maybe they need some forage they can cut for their livestock, or maybe they want to have a pollinator planting. So, you know, it's balancing what the farmer needs and what can help improve their overall bottom line on those acres. And I think you think of, like, what is the definition of something sustainable? It's something you can do over a long period of time. You put a practice in the ground, it might work from an environmental standpoint, but if it doesn't work from an economic standpoint, that's not something that can last a long time. When we balance those, then we can find something that works that on the farm that can last for decades. What sets us apart you know, is like working with that yield data. Yield data is still a lot of farms that don't have it, but it is becoming more and more common for farmers to have that. And what that really allows us to do is to really get down to a subfield level, looking at yields and profits. If you just know, let's say, you know, you know, your weight tickets from the elevator, you know what came off the whole field, you have a field average, you know, you know, what came. you know how the yields average across that entire field, but there's a lot of variability that could be going on. You know, maybe we have a lower yields along a tree line or a wet spot in the field or a rocky knoll or things like that, you know, different soil textures. So what that yield data allows us to do is to get really down to a granular scale. Where we can look at yields and really hone in on those areas that are underperforming. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we work with producers who don't have yield data. For example, maybe, you know, we can use other clues to help them find areas that are not performing well. Maybe we we can see we have a wet spot and the corn's half the height of the rest of the field. We have deer damage along a wood line. So if we can, it's just about finding those areas that the farmer is struggling with and then working with them one-on-one to find something that's going to help to improve their bottom line but also do something great from an environmental standpoint.
6: So you said you grew up on a dairy farm?
7: That's correct.
6: So you've been able to channel your passion for Mm -hmm. the outdoors and agriculture and bring them together.
7: That's correct. And what really kind of got me into the line of work that I was in, when I was growing up in the Driftless region, later part of the 2000s into the early 2010s, I remember on several occasions, we had some pretty bad flooding on our property. We have a trout stream that runs through my parents' property, and we just, you know, had some very heavy rainfall events, and I noticed, you know, they were just, they seem to be coming, you know, more and more frequent, and the water turns, you know, just as, Mucky brown color every time, you know, the water. Even even if you put the smaller rains, and not only you know I grew up on a farm, but I like to fish. You know, so I like having clear water for fishing as well. So you know, balance being you know, a farm kid and an outdoorsman, seeing farms that can be more sustainable and more resilient to those climate extremes, but also doing practices that are going to help downstream. Because I can see it from both angles, both being a farm kid and from being an outdoorsman. And I think we can balance both with these practices.
6: Tell me a little bit more about why the partnership between pheasants forever and quails forever has happened with PDPW?
7: Well, I think it all started back at, I think it was a Wisconsin water tour up at Miltrum Farms in Marathon County that my counterpart, Scott Stipitich, had worked with the Miltrum family on putting in a pollinator planting on some underperforming corn silage acres. And when Shelly Meyer came up there and saw that and saw farm profitability being connected with sustainability and just a field and bloom of pollinators, flowering species, black-eyed Susans everywhere, I remember when we were up there. And just seeing all those boxes being checked and that working on a dairy farm, I think that's what really, I think, got the gears going in her mind. They have such a wide reach of farmers, so many farmer members, and she saw us as a, as a resource for those landowners, for those farmers, that we can help them not only you know share their story of what they've already done, but help them find new opportunities and new avenues on their farm. And since then, we started projects with, with a handful of their members. We've connected with them and have, have some great projects um, going on right now.
6: That's great to hear. Is there any projects you can share about?
7: We have, for example, just, you know, some pollinator plantings that are going, um, and one we've involved a local school on, you know, um, some tree and shrub plantings on another farm in um, a, a pasture that was just sitting, you know, a small pasture that was just sitting idle. There was nothing going on in pasture, so the farmer was like, well, why don't we do something beneficial for wildlife instead of letting it grow up in weeds? Those are just a couple of projects that we have going on right now.
6: I think it's interesting, too, that as hunting acres, uh, available land to hunt is shrinking. It's more and more important for farmers and hunters to work together.
7: Right, and I've been asked at very many talks that I've given, you know, why are the pheasant populations declining? Why don't we see as many of them as we used to? And it's like, well, look at the landscape. Do you see, where is the habitat? There was a time we had more grass on the ground. We we had the the fence rows, the pastures, things like that. Small grains in the rotation that make, those are beneficial to wildlife. So it's just, you know, the landscape has changed. The culture of farming has changed over time. And I think we're starting to kind of realize, you know, maybe some of the things we're doing now we could change to help the farmer and the sportsman you know so i mean and a lot of farmers we work with our sportsmen we've had several occasions where we've worked with farmers who are avid outdoorsmen so as soon as we say you know we can help your profitability we can also create some habitat where you can go hunting this fall we're in
6: better water better soil health better habitat it's a win for all of wisconsin partnerships like this one are making it happen from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison this is carrie mess Stay
1: tuned for our Compeer Egg Weather Forecast up next.
8: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists. Specifically, a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35,
0: where you can learn about leadership development,
1: advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers.
9: WFBF.com
1: You'll learn so much.
3: A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
2: The Young
4: Farmer and Agriculturist Program is for our younger Farm Bureau members up to 35 years of age. And that is where a lot of our contests take place, which was something that I had the opportunity to do through the discussion meet, as well as achievement. It's a program you should really look into. WFBF.com. It opened up opportunities for me.
3: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
8: From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: And welcome back to our Compere Financial egg weather update. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. So I'm going to take a look at our uh, farm reporters, our egg weather reporters that submitted rainfall reports today. We've got Kyle in Evansville with a half inch. We've got Dan in Caledonia, Illinois. He's got just over an inch, so an inch and a tenth. And then Mark in New Glarus with a tenth of an inch. And then also, Stu, uh, before I have you (laughs) give us that forecast, we also got pictures on hail. So we've got golf-size, baseball-size hail photos from uh, Ellsworth, Wisconsin. And then we've got quarter-size hail coming to us um, from just east of Madison. So what do you have for us on Those rain, fall, and hail reports. Any damage reported? Uh Uh-oh. Stu, I think I'll have to have you call the studio. So here, we'll, we'll be right with you.
10: Compure Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compure team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit comphere.com or call 844-426-6733 today. Comphere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.
5: As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old Steve, milk you receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bow Pillar milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. <laughs>
11: Join our friends from Compure and Pam at World Dairy Expo on Friday, October 7th at 9.30 a.m. as they cover the final day for the world's premier dairy event. Compure is dedicated to agriculture and rural America by providing loans, risk management, and other financial services throughout 144 counties in the Midwest. To learn more, visit Compure.com. World Dairy Expo is back with a new event schedule. Sunday, October 2nd through Friday, October 7th, feature a five-day dairy cattle show and a four-day trade show. Learn more and purchase tickets today at worlddairyexpo.com or download our app in Apple, iTunes, or Google Play Store.
1: All right, welcome back. Stu, are you on the line with us?
12: We're good to go. All
1: right, what do you got for our egg weather forecast? I don't know if you heard me give those rainfall and hail reports, but any damage yep. reported?
12: Uh, nothing that I'm hearing of at this point today, you know, that'll change. the I do have some rainfall reports. Two tenths of an inch at Madison, two hundredths of an inch at La Crosse, and then the one that I find kind of funny, uh, three hundredths of an inch in Fond du Lac, about seven miles east. Uh, my friend Paul at Tanner, an inch and 37 hundredths of rain. And I see Iola had an inch and 44 hundredths of an inch up in Waupack County. Big differences in some of that rainfall all over. But that cool front swing through the state today, nothing to talk about on the weather radar. Some rain up over Lake Superior, out in South Dakota, down in Illinois and Indiana. But the system is going to be pulling away from us. At most, there's a slight chance there could be a little. Sprinkle yet late today in the southeast otherwise we are going to dry out and stay cooler that's the big change up in the 80s yesterday 88 officially at lacrosse we'll be happy to see low 70s today so a lot cooler holding in and with that cool air of course uh, we will talk about more sunshine around sounding pretty good for thursday and on toward friday but the end of the week the next system edges in and may account for just a bit of rain chance possible even late Thursday night at La Crosse. more likely later Friday into Friday night any of us could see a little scattered shower activity it may linger just early into the weekend in eastern Wisconsin but with the chance of rain being all that heavy there will be cooler air and those temperatures will remain on the cooler than normal side not just through the weekend but right on into next week no big warm-up on the horizon I don't expect to suddenly push back up into those 80s and 90s Looks like we stay a little cooler right into next week, feeling a little more like autumn as it officially arrives tomorrow. Of course, I think then we'll have that autumn-feeling weather stick around for a handful of days. Not the worst thing that could happen. Certainly isn't going to allow for perfect drying out across fields where now we've received some rain, but I'm sure the harvest will continue. We'll make do no matter how those conditions turn out, and that's just how things work out for us right now. Today we talk about partly sunny skies should mention the Compere financial ag weather update. Partly sunny skies. A really slight rain chance in southeast Wisconsin late today. Otherwise, low 70s for most of us. Northwest winds 5 to 15. Could gust around 20 or so. Overnight, partly cloudy. And it does get cooler. Mid and upper 40s. That's like normal. We should be around 49 or 50 for a nighttime low. I'd expect the northwest winds overnight at 5 to 10. Along with sunshine on Thursday. A cool day, very low 60s with the north winds at 5 to 15, partly sunny Friday. That chance, a very slight chance of a scattered shower could be early in the west, late in the day further east and south. Look for temps, so in the low, low 60s, east winds become south at about 5 to 15. There may be a little rain early on Saturday east and south, otherwise a mostly sunny day. Pushing back towards 70 at least to start the weekend, Stephanie. But cooler autumn air, that's the hot here. And it's going to settle in and stick around for a handful of days.
1: And just in time for autumn. Thanks so much, Stu. That's been your Compere Financial egg weather update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit compere.com.
8: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The summer's
11: over, but that joint pain is still there. It's time to do something. Hey, it's Ebo. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees and back. And shoulder and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting edge regenerative treatments with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people here have done this and they are living life to the fullest pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today. Stop putting it off. Call now for a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750.
5: In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up, just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information.
8: Nobody knows windows like Wanakee Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in Windows, Renewal by Anderson from Wanaki Remodeling.
0: Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs?
13: would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead. Shop around and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks, stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet where you never get charged over MSRP.
14: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member
14: FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
6: You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star
4: service.
3: Tom's Auto Center. Here to get her fixed, done, to get you going, guys.
4: Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's.
11: Grant. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no, 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 no. Let me ask you on this, brother. You, you carry the Brewers' flame very well sometimes. Um,
9: I, I carry the B, as sports fans in the state love to say about the Packers carrying the G. I carry the B.
11: Which do you have more faith in, the Wisconsin Badgers this weekend taking down Ohio State as 18-point dogs or... The Milwaukee Brewers, who are now down two and a half, well, no tiebreakers, well, they don't have them, as it would be three and three and a half then, I guess, to the Phillies and Padres. Would you have more faith in the Brewers making the playoffs or the Badgers beating Ohio State?
9: Outstanding radio question, by the way, Evo. Thank I give my cap to you for creatively involving... It was from our, team actually teams. one of our listeners, Bobby, so
11: thank
3: him.
9: Oh, nice. Well, hat tip to Bobby. Uh, this is a tough one to answer, though, because it's a little like asking me, I'm going to go to Walmart here after I talk to you to get my groceries for the week. It's a little like asking me, Grant, do you have more faith in seeing a dodo bird in the parking lot of your building or a T-Rex <laughs> on the south side of the cross next to the Walmart? I, I don't really have faith in in either one. I, I think the Brewers, they've given us some, some fun moments. and Maybe we've thought like, ah, maybe, ah, maybe, no, but could. Eh, you know, we keep going back and forth. But I feel like we've seen the Brewers limit. Like I, I, I don't think there's another level they have to reach with the Badgers. I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe they might swing the ball around all over the place, but I think most likely they probably get pounded by Ohio State. So I guess I don't really have faith in either. Well, great. which, one's the, T-Rex, which one's the T Rex? Which
11: one's the T Rex, and which one is the Dodo Bird?
9: What the Badgers is the more likely of the two. Okay, so that's know. the case. I
11: just googled yeah. this. Um, this comes from thedodo.com. dot
10: I would say, Grant, that the oh, brewers oh, would be man. the dodo bird in this, this scenario, and this is why, because they're run by yeah. a bunch of dumbasses. And the dodo bird went extinct because it was a dumb bird.
11: Well, hang on, boys. From thedodo.com, apparently there are fewer than 200 dodo birds still in existence in a tiny patch of forest on the island of Samoa. There's no way that's true, is
9: there? I
10: I, I Googled it. Hey, Ebo, that even backs up my my reasoning for picking the Brewers to be more likely. They're still Dodo birds alive. This comes from an article wait, wait, written
9: wait, wait, in 2014. Wait, wait. Howdy, Nelson Raisback is picked. Is, what? You have the Brewers in this scenario? Explain. That makes no sense. I know he's a Braves fan now, too.
11: It's, it's strange, Grant. Something is in the air, you know?
9: I don't know what it is. Right, So Rowdy's back on the, well, maybe you do feel better about I'm him. not so back Rowdy's on the
10: back bandwagon, bandwagon. <laughs> I'm just not on the Badgers bandwagon
9: But you're not off the Brewers bandwagon It sounds like, maybe you're walking on the street Next to the wagon, just in arm's reach I just know that they'll, they'll
10: do on. these things Just to hang on Just to keep people interested Just enough to keep it uh, people excited
9: I, I agree with you on that. The, the Badgers could just they go out sure. there
10: And get absolutely crushed
9: Oh yeah What's the line? Is it 20? 18. It I saw eight, it okay. at 18.
11: I got to I mean, investigate it more 17 of this.
9: At first? Did it did it, move it out opened already? at 14 and a half. God. God. But that's, wait, that's good because people are laying money on the, on the Badgers. No, Sorry, no, no. my brain is little. No, 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 no. The, line,
11: uh, the line went from 14 and a half to now 18. It means a lot of money coming on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Thank
9: you. My beer brain is, yes, uh, I, that's probably not an investment that I will make, the Badgers, to cover any sort of spread. Although, hey, at the two against New Mexico State, either I really underestimate their ability to beat up a bad team or I underestimated how bad New Mexico State is. Ben Kenny and Zach were right. That team was trash. Yeah, but you still got to go and do it. Oh, yeah. And Graham Grant Mertz made some nice throws. Like, I'm kind of pro-Graham Mertz right now. Same, I, I'm pro-Mertz. I am pro i do not know what Mertz. they're going to do with it, but I'm I'm kind of pro-Graham Mertz at the moment.
11: Um... Grant, as you've been talking about merch, I've been trying to find more on this Dodo if it's still alive. I just saw the Dodo. There's this one website, the Dodo.com, saying that. I don't know. I don't
9: think it's true. Seem it like, seems like they might be biased. That might be a conflict of interest if they're the only one reporting it.
11: Yeah, I'm, I got the research department on it. It's, 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 I don't know. I don't think so. I, don't know, I think the Dodo's dead. Uh, Grant, Grant, anything else? Uh, by the way, how was your weekend? What did you do over the weekend? Like, What, what, what did Grant Bills do?
9: On Saturday night, Evo, I, you'll be proud of me for this. I took my lovely girlfriend to a supper club. we no. uh, Were in Milwaukee or La in La Crosse? No, in La Crosse. Uh, just outside town, we drove along the beautiful Mississippi River. And then at the supper club, I bought a steak. Ooh. And I had brandy like a man. So...
8: That a so, boy... You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: Welcome back on a Wednesday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoffman for Farm Director Pam Yonke. We just heard from Stu Muck with our Compere egg weather forecast. Today in the Madison area, we'll see partly cloudy skies during the morning hours. It will turn to overcast in the afternoon. Highs today of 71 and winds are at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Whether it rains or not, I still want to hear from you. Let me know where you are and how things are looking in the field. Text me at 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. And now Pam Yonke has some news for us on what our auctioneers are seeing ahead
0: of the harvest. It's a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends at the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Ashley, you and back along with us to wet your whistle on some of the activity that's still coming up yet this, uh, well, we'll say early fall. A lot of folks, uh, Ashley, over on this side of the Mississippi have already gotten started uh, chopping corn silage. You guys are still just stacking up the sales even well into the harvest, huh?
14: Yeah, yeah, we are. September's getting a little long on us for auctions, Uh, getting right here when harvest is starting. We'll get quiet for a couple weeks, but there's still so much activity near fourth quarter. Uh, Looking at a stat right here, we've got just shy of 10,000 acres to sell before the end of the year. Um, And and don't get me wrong, there's going to be more auctions booked, as you and I are talking, Uh, 106 auctions. Uh, we currently have 175 tractors listed on our website, 27 combines, 104 trucks, and all the trailers to go with it. So just a ton of activity that's going to be coming up after harvest, which is always a good time to sell. You know, people are making decisions uh, with taxes and using their 179 before the end of the year.
0: Do you ever uh, get a list started for somebody that's looking for something, Ashley? I mean, I know that's probably a lot more than your team necessarily has time for, but you know, sometimes there's a buyer out there that says, hey, I'm looking for a specific group of this. Do you guys keep tip sheets like that around, or do they have to use the app or the website to segregate those items?
14: No. I I would say all of our salesmen got a, a hot list of what they're looking for for people, you know, and... And that's one of the things as we go into new areas and, and you look at there's a sales guy riding with him in the combine or coming out to visit you on the farm. It's not that we're selling stuff. It's, hey, what are you looking for? We sell so much on our website all the time. Sometimes you might miss something. But, you know, us as sales guys, we got a pulse on what's being sold every day. And if you're looking for something, just call one of the reps. We're going to help you out. We're going to watch for it. Uh, we might even know one that's for sale before it even hits an auction.
0: Right, and I do want to remind people that you've got a great guy here in Wisconsin that's part of the Steffes Group.
14: Yeah, Jared Hitchens right down there in Monroe. Um, he's out and about. He's, he's prospecting. He's visiting people. He's, he, you know, he just started this winter, um, but what a wealth of knowledge he has to work for a rent dealership, so um, he's kicking butt.
0: Well, and I just want to make sure people understand, although there is a tremendous amount of power that you get with the Steffes Group and their website, com, as well as their downloadable price app and all the rest of the social media followings that come when you deal with the Steffes Group, you guys still are about the face-to-face, learn-my-story, see-the-equipment-tell-the-story kind of deal.
14: Oh, absolutely. You know, our deals happen at the kitchen table. You
0: and I have talked about that before, but...
14: You know, every auction has a story, we want to tell that story because ultimately farmers want to buy equipment from other farmers right off the farm. Uh, You know, get to know, well, I bought this brand new. This is the maintenance I've had. And I feel like they know everything about it at that point and can make a comfortable buying decision, and that's that's the way we all want to
0: know. We want to have
14: that reassurance that this is what I'm buying and this is what it is, and I know it's been taken care of, so um, it's something I'm looking for.
0: You know, and folks, the Steffes Group couldn't stay in business as long as they have or have the footprint of business that they do unless that were true. Ashley Hewitt along with us from the Steffes Group. Again, I remind you, the best place to get started if you're just interested in what's coming up or want to see some prices on what's sold is their website, steffesgroup.com. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or if you'd like to talk to somebody, they'd love to visit with you. 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewitt along with us from the Steffes Group. We'll take a look at our markets up next.
9: BioVet in Barneveld offers industry-leading direct-fed microbials and supplements to help your livestock be healthier, more productive, and profitable. Join Pam Yonke at World Dairy Expo on October 5th at 1.30 in booth 1503 in the Exhibition Hall and visit bio-vet.com to learn more. Dairy Metrics is
11: back. Generate benchmarks with real-time data on more than 9,000 herds and 2 million cows. Dairy Records Management Systems and Pam will be broadcasting from inside the Coliseum at booth 37 on Wednesday, October 5th at World Dairy Expo. Learn more about Dairy Records Management Systems at drms.org.
0: Weather around Wisconsin has started to change. Why don't you change up your attitude about the meats you're putting on your sandwiches? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Now remember, they're located just out of Madison in Fitchburg at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road, but anybody can tap into their authentic goodness at BavariaSausage.com or Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. And they want you to know they have got an absolutely amazing selection of Salami from Bavaria to Hungary, from mustard seed to peppercorn, from picante to spicy. You will find it at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. So if you're looking for a little bit of a change-up on that sandwich or just for fun or a refreshing change-up when you're entertaining, take a look at some of the comments from customers on their Facebook page. You can get your order started today online, BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage Kitchen on Facebook. To keep Wisconsin strong.
1: Ray Liska, the president of Wisconsin Custom Operators, says harvest is the most important time of year. And he's proud to say that custom operators across the state have the skilled labor to tackle this year's demand.
15: We've seen a pretty big demand over the last 10 to 15 years. But yeah, there is never seems to be a shortage of work. There is always customers looking to put away more inventory and higher silage diets and getting Timely grain harvesting and manure application is very important. So, yeah, there is a great demand for custom operators.
1: Walk me through the benefits of a custom operator versus doing it yourself.
15: Today's farms have changed a lot from the farms of the past. The people managing farms these days are managing large tracts, acres, and animals. And they need highly skilled teams of Workers that can do this kind of job, and it's a seasonal job as well. So, custom operators are able to group some of these farms together and offer a, a bigger service and get stuff done a lot quicker. Versus a farmer who's got many things to do in a day and probably doesn't have the time to be looking around for help and looking for equipment, making repairs, and doing those things. He needs to be managing his his system from top to bottom. So definitely helps save on the day-to-day work and we can also spread out the cost of these expensive fleets over several farms then.
1: And it goes without saying that finding skilled labor is getting harder to come by these days but Ray you had mentioned earlier that you're growing in your number of operators so that's that's pretty good news huh?
15: Yeah obviously labor is always a issue in certain places and Wisconsin Custom Operators is taking the time to help educate and uh, work with our members on training them for H two A employees and different things like that. Also helping get the word out there and helping promote the younger generation into this kind of work is a big one for us too. We do that through offering scholarships and education and sponsorship. So
1: Well Ray, I'll let you have the last word. Anything else you want folks to know about custom operators ahead of the harvest.
15: Just want to make sure that everybody is uh, keeping safety in mind and also that members of Wisconsinites and other states can realize that this is an important sacred event and that there's going to be a lot of equipment on the road. And just be patient with us. We're we're moving as fast as we can and doing it safe. So,
1: And that's the perfect message to hear as it's National Farm Safety Week. Ray Liska is the president of Wisconsin Custom Operators. And now we'll take a look at those markets. From Chicago, December corn is up two and a quarter cents at six ninety-four and a quarter. November soybeans are trading at fourteen eighty and three quarters. That's up two pennies. Cash wheat up seven and a half cents at nine oh one and a quarter. And new crop September twenty twenty-three wheat is trading at nine dollars. That's down three and three quarter cents. Stay tuned for our next story. Minnesota farmers can collect cash if they help save the wolf population. Hear more about that and its potential to come to Wisconsin next.
8: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
4: You kinda gotta look at it from a Ziegler point of view and a customer point of view, and get them into the piece of equipment that's gonna benefit their operation. We've really come to trust Ziegler, their support staff, their service trucks. We've had them working on our shop and a tractor till two in the morning to get it ready for the next day. When they come on your farm, they're gonna stay until they get the job done. Ziegler's service allows us to be ready to run whenever we
5: need to, rain or shine. For agriculture equipment, zieglerag.com. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information.
6: Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one.
9: William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
4: When you're planning your remodeling project, you'll want to know where every penny is spent. Not just one big fat bit out of nowhere. AF Construction explains your plan one item at a time. Their line item estimates spell out everything, showing you exactly what you're getting. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit
8: afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: Just next door to us in Minnesota, farmers have the option of collecting cash if they don't call the federal government to get rid of problematic wolves. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The group paying the depredation dollars is called Howling for Wolves, and they just started this pilot program in early August. Dave Ladd speaks on behalf of the organization, and he shares the logistics of the new program. He first explains how they came to the solution that they believe benefits both farmers and the wolf population.
16: What is important to note up front is hulling for wolves and, say, they, the livestock sector, agriculture sector, there may be areas they, they don't see eye to eye, but from hulling for wolves' perspective, when you have these, these issues arise... Uh, is there a way we can work together uh, as far as providing some, you know, non lethal prevention methods, uh, supplement, which is what the Wolf Bonus uh, program Payment Program is, supplement what other indemnity payments that the, the producer may be receiving, uh, a way to kind of work together uh, to help maybe have some uh, prevention or other ways of doing things and, and just give it a try and see if there's a, a way that, that the two parties the two sides can find some common ground.
1: Yeah, and it happens to be uh, money <laughs> because money talks, right? So how much are we talking here? Give us a sense of what the, the payout looks like for working with Howling for Wolves.
16: Yeah, so they'll, they can go through the same process uh, that they would go through, but they can go right to Howling for Wolves. They can say, we'll ask, it's all confidential. We'll ask some basic information. You know, when did you last see they had a livestock? You know how old was it because there's different you know market prices, what date did it happen? Do you have maybe some pictures? but again, it's all confidential we're not we're not looking for you know real personal information as far as you know sort of location of of uh, the actual farm you know where did you see it? when did it happen? those sorts of things and then there's a the scale you know for cows or younger younger uh, livestock, it's uh six hundred and then above that is seven fifty so trying to at least try to give. Some sort of incentive to supplement what they may receive uh, elsewhere and then try to, you know, like I said, have them consider should they choose to, to have. And it's all voluntary. So, should they choose to voluntarily make this call and have the conversation and try this out, then it would be voluntary, and we can hopefully then just get it out in in an expedited fashion. At least, uh, you know, our portion of it, the, the, the voluntary, you know, private money going to the to the uh, producer.
1: Is it just for cows and cattle, or are you moving into other animal egg spaces uh, like pets, horses, or hogs?
16: or sheep. That's part of the beauty of of putting together and piloting a program like this, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't. You have the flexibility. So it's predator loss in the wolf territory. And and under other circumstances, it would be considered on kind of a case-by-case basis. Usually we hear about cattle. That's the nice thing is the flexibility to say, I've had this happen, would this qualify? And then decide if, if that's something that would also fit with what howling for wolves is is willing to compensate or supplement uh, under this program so there's some opportunities there to to have other livestock we just usually hear about cattle but obviously there are other areas where uh, these incidences occur
1: walk us through now what happens uh, so the farmer calls howling for wolves what does that interaction look like then do you have staff that come out to the farm what do they have to look for to make sure that it was a wolf-related incident?
16: Well, that's another nice thing is that they, they call, and they're probably going to talk to me, and we say, okay, how do we work together on this? You know, maybe they want to do a Zoom meeting. Maybe we just say, you know, when those questions I asked before, when does this, you know, when did it happen? When's the last time you saw them? You know, those those kind of those confidential questions. Um, And so we can work with what they're comfortable in doing. So if they want us to come out, certainly uh, we can do that. We really have flexibility in in working with trying to make this as seamless and and easy for the producer uh, to engage with hauling for wolves and, more importantly, engage with this wolf bonus payment forgiveness
1: program. Where does the money come from? is Are you guys getting help from the state on this, or is this through donations? Where are you getting the depredation dollars?
16: Yeah, there was a foundation that provided funding for this to for this program to pilot it, try and get it up and running, and then also for other non-lethal prevention methods. So there are you know obviously interested parties to say, hey, we would, pref- you know, we'd prefer to try this, and so it has come through through foundation dollars to again, Howling for Wolves is a 501c3, so they're a nonprofit, and so that is is where we also have the flexibility to kind of try to address some of these issues.
1: And Dave, lastly, I want to talk about the footprint of Howling for Wolves and this program specifically. Is this just happening in northern Minnesota? And do you see potential for it to grow perhaps into neighboring states like Wisconsin? It,
16: it could. Uh, right now it is. It's what we call the traditional wolf range in Minnesota. And there's maps, you know, that you can go kind of how that, what that range looks like as of, I think, 2021 is the most recent. Uh, uh, I think it's a DNR. I believe it's a DNR map. But, there, you know, that's kind of the range. But, again, if we see something further south or out of, outside of that, that was something in Minnesota. That's something we would consider. Was it a wolf or was it uh, another predator? Uh, that may happen somewhere outside of what is on that map for the traditional or the current wolf range in, in, in Minnesota. Um, we're happy to have that conversation as well. So there is really, I think the things that really stick out to, to me is it is, it's, it's, it's voluntary and it's flexible and it's an opportunity. I think those things. It's not prescriptive. It's something that, again, each ma- each each person, each rancher, each farmer, they every every operation is unique, right? This provides for some of those opportunities to address um, what an operator might want to do uh, based on their philosophy and/or their operation.
1: That's Dave Ladd speaking on behalf of Howling for Wolves. Again, this new pilot program starting in northern Minnesota will pay farmers private depredation dollars if they don't call the government to trap problematic wolves.